Hey there everybody and welcome to the Biathlon Podcast. It is Monday the 29th of November and I am your host Will Prov. The racing is well and truly back and we have four great races to look back on from week one in Ostersund. Some great performances, especially in the women's sprint, and today I'm going to be looking back at all of those races, as well as throwing out my biggest winner and loser of the weekend's action over there. We'll finish up with a quick look as well over at the IBU Cup action, uh, happening over in Sweden as well, in Idra. Let me know all of your reactions, either on Facebook or at the Biathlon Podcast at gmail.com. So after all the predictions and speculation, we finally got going on Saturday morning, where we had low winds, but the nerves were definitely up as we had misses aplenty, just three athletes shooting clear. In the end, only one mattered though, and that was Marketa Davidova, who was on imperious form, looking so steady with the rifle, really great on the skis as well, had to take her, the very first win of the season. Uh, she said after the race that, individual not her favorite event but you gotta think after this win and the world championships in Fogica last year maybe uh, maybe it should be for the race itself it got serious pretty early as Tyrrell Ekhoff went off with bib number three but was in trouble pretty early on missing her third shot of the day wouldn't get any better for the champ as she missed on every range five misses overall for her and she came in 30th on the day Behind Ekhoff, it was just as tough a start for Hannah Erberg. The pre-race favourite was looking good on the skis on the first lap, but two misses on the first shoot was a sign of things to come, and she came in with seven misses in total. Huge surprise for the pre-race favourite, as I say. Uh, 74th overall, not at all how she wanted to start the campaign, Uh, but it wasn't all doom and gloom for Erberg, as we will see. Next through the range, uh, first up with the top two Italians, uh, Dorothea Vera was looking pretty good early. She was shooting fast and clean. Lisa Vitozzi, however, was all over the place. Three misses in the first range and seemingly out of the running. Uh, That's what we thought at that stage anyway. She was 109th after the first shoot, but then really bounced back well. She went clear the rest of the way. Amazing fight back from her, and she ended up finishing 13th. Uh, so not what she would have wanted, but uh, but good composure from the Italian. Then it was Francesca Preutz and Lisa Teresa Hauser. They both went clear on the first shoot and were looking good. But Roiseland came in and missed her very first shot. Not what she would have wanted. Then Elvira Erberg. It was her turn to come round. Crowd really getting behind her and she was flying on the first loop. A coach was also on amazing early season form. Don't know if you saw him, but he was deafening everyone as he was screaming at Elvira. Uh, she went through the uh, the second checkpoint. Unfortunately, though, the shooting just wasn't there for her. She missed one on the first and then would miss on every other shoot, missing five overall, just like Ekhoff. Really, for Elvira, though, the shooting wasn't the whole story because the skiing looks like it's on a different planet to the field right now. She took 10 seconds out of the entire field on three of the five laps and had the best ski time by a country mile, 40 seconds over Ekhoff who was uh, her closest challenger. It was 39.6, to be uh, specific there. Um, And then the field even further down. 
definitely didn't see the uh, the gap being that large. Although I do expect that to, uh, to to close up over the coming races. We then started to see the race really come into uh, to shape as misses really came from the favourites. All went wrong for Preutz on the third shoot. She missed she missed two there. Uh, fell away to four misses overall, uh, which unfortunate for the German. Roisland also missed two on that third shoot. Uh, it was un- unfortunate as well for Dorothea Vera. She was looking really good, but had uh, some trouble with the rifle. Uh, it looked like there was some maybe snow blocking the firing pin, the commentators were thinking. Uh, but she showed really good composure to get past that, sink the final two prone shots of that uh, of that range where she was having trouble. Not what you need, though. Problems with the rifle in the very first race. Unfortunately, her shooting wasn't uh, wasn't going to last. She missed two on each of the standing shoots uh, and fell away in the race for victory. Meanwhile, though, as we looked for the winner, the first challenger was a bit of a surprise. It was Russia's Juliana Nygmatelina. She was carrying on her good form from Osterson last year. Just one miss on the final shoot, which kind of put pay to her chances for the win. But she did take the provisional lead. Behind her, it was a really great race from Canada's Emma Lunder. She was looking really fantastic out there. Missed one, was chasing Nygmatelina for the uh, for the provisional lead, but couldn't match the Russian on the skis quite. Uh, someone who could was Lisa Teresa Hauser. She was looking really strong as she came into the final shoot. At that point, she'd hit 15 out of 15, and I think was looking like the favourite for the victory. One miss on the final shoot for her, but it uh, turned out not to make that big of a difference. She did take the lead, but even a clear shoot wouldn't have been able to beat Davidova on the day. Davidova, it turned out, took the win by a massive margin. One minute 17 ahead of Hauser, who got second place. A really nice result on the podium for Denise Herman, who last season kind of ended up being a bit forgotten about the ski speed not really where it used to be. Uh, she got onto the podium on Saturday, though, with just one miss. Really, I think the ski speed about where it was last year. I think the days of her really steaming through the field might be over. This is looking like more of a, a trend than uh, than something that we're going to see rebound. Great result for her, though, getting that third place. Behind her, it was Zanara Alimbakeva who finished fourth. Uh, and after two misses, put out a bit of a, a bit of a warning shot to the field, I think, that she's come into the season in really good form. Behind her, the Russian Nygmatelina ended up fifth with Lunda sixth behind her. Fantastic results for both of those uh, athletes, I think. Uh, then it was Kalkenberg and Rez Tova. They really livened up the second half of the race with fantastic runs, uh, starting way towards the uh, the back of the field. Kalkenberg finished best of the Norwegians, which I don't think anyone uh, predicted before the race. She came in in seventh uh, with uh, Restova behind her in eighth. Although it could have been close for a podium for both of them, uh, but they both missed one in the final shoot of the day. Second of the clear shoots gave Anna Vidal ninth place, which was really good stuff for the 25-year-old German. Uh, And then it was Roisland who finished 10th, Three misses and not really looking as fast as we might have expected on the skis. Obviously, it's an Olympic year, so might be looking to come into form for that. But a lot of room for improvement if she's to challenge for the Crystal Globes, as many people think she will. So that was the women done. It was then the turn of the men under the floodlights, where the favourite also went off very early. It was bib number two for Johannes Tingersbo. 
And unfortunately for Johannes fans, we saw a bit of the same problem that we did last season as he came into the first shoot and just snatched at that final shot, which so often was the uh, problem last year. More worrying, though, worryingly, uh, was the ski speed, I think, for Johannes, though. He was only 10th fastest on the day, which we haven't seen for, I don't know how long it's been since he was, uh, he was 10th. Worth saying, though, he has been ill recently. So maybe just a bit of a slow start for Johannes, but also maybe a sign that the pack are starting to catch up and he can't rely on his ski speed as much as he used to. Lovely scenes at the start as Ponciolomo and then Samuelson started off. They had some massive cheers from the home fans. Really good to have them back for the time being, at least. We know they're not going to be there in Hotfields. And a bit of a shame for them, though, that neither of the Swedes could back up that support in the range just like earlier on in the women's race, was not Sweden's day at all. They both missed early and then never really made it into the race. Other big names were also falling off early. Lukas Hoffer throwing his chances away, but he also didn't have it on the skis at all, which a uh, bit of a surprise to everyone watching. Uh, Phil Mayer, my favourite, chucked too wide in the first shoot, which we saw him do last season a lot, have to, have to rebound. Uh, by that point, though, Johannes was into the stand and he was looking really good there, I thought. No problem at all. Slow and steady, but getting them all down. Uh, and then we we got to see his great rival from last year. Stirler Holm Ligreed was looking smooth in the range. He took down five out of five on his first shoot. And from there on out, it just didn't look like he was going to let it go. I've got to say, I had my doubts about Ligreed coming into this year. I thought... All of that uh, sort of back and forth with Johannes last year might have taken its toll and we'd see him regress. But if anything, I was more impressed with him on Saturday than I was even last year. So cool and clinical to that point where you just knew he was hitting all 20. Uh, the kind of kind of form that we've seen in four card in years past. Uh, the last standing shoot especially just did not feel in doubt. Spoiler saying he has a lot of work to do on the skis, um, but you've got to think that will come uh, as the season sort of progresses. Uh, no surprise there then that uh, Ligrid was your individual winner. His third victory in the last four individual races. Uh, of course, the fourth race there, he came second. So he is head and shoulders ahead of everyone else when it comes uh, when it comes down to it. Um, as I say, though, I mean, a lot of work to do on the skis, actually. He was over two minutes off the best, uh, off the best time there. But what he's doing with the rifle is pretty crazy right now, and no one can touch him when you're getting a minute's penalty for a miss. Uh, just four shooting clear on the day, and as long as he can do this, he's always in with a shout of wins in the longer races. Great performance from him, and uh, and yeah, any stories of his demise seem distant already. Second on the day was my tip for the win, Tyre Bow. It was a solid performance from Tyre. He was skiing nicely, just let down on two misses, both in the stand. Uh, didn't look to be rushing at all, uh, just one of those days for Bo. Uh, one miss would have got him the win, but wasn't meant to be. Very solid start to his campaign overall, though. In third, continuing his excellent form from last season, was Simon Dessieux. In the preview, he was completely overlooked by me in favour of Phil Maillet and Jacqueline, but he showed that he is right up there with them this weekend on both days. Uh, great speed on the skis from him, right there with Tyre in the individual. Nowhere near Jacqueline, it has to be said, who was sort of with Samuelson at the head of the uh, field. They were both uh, at some distance, uh, the quickest skiers. Complimenting it nicely, though, Dessier was with his shooting for a well-deserved podium and add adding just depth to that French lineup, which is looking great. 
in, uh, of course, an Olympic year, that relay um, is going to be hotly contested. But France are looking pretty good, it has to be said. Just off the podium, but for me, the outstanding performance of the day and possibly the weekend was Scott Gow, the Canadian impressing all of us last season with his fast shooting. And he was right there again, shooting quickly as ever, sub two seconds between nearly every shot and not missing one of them. Amazing day for Canada after Lunder's great performance earlier, uh, which you got to love to see. Really hope that uh, Scott can keep this form with the rifle going because he is one of the quickest in the field. And if he can add regular consistency to it, he, we could see him hitting the sort of top 15 uh, more often than not. Johannes eventually slotted in in fifth, just behind Gao. And I think it was really damage limitation for him. Wasn't at his best on the skis. Shooting could have been better, but he still walks away with a fifth place. And that is the sort of result that really just backs up him being a favourite for the overall Crystal Globe. An off day, but still a top five. Uh, so not a terrible day at all for Johannes. Sixth place was the third of our clear shoots and a huge debut for Sivert Gutthorn-Bakken, who was tearing it up on the IBU Cup circuit last year and brought it here amongst the big guns. No misses from the young Norwegian, sixth on debut. And uh, yeah, that Norwegian talent factory just keeps on churning them out. Then it was Edward Latipov, who in some ways had a great day. Top 10 finish for the Russian but we'll see him shortly in our winners and losers. Feel my A, as I mentioned earlier, had a bit of a feel my A day. Started off poorly, missing first uh, first up two shots. He then brought it back to end up eighth, uh, missed just one more, so three overall. Disappointing day for him, though. It was a sort of real opportunity to take advantage of some other slip-ups. Obviously, Johanna's not looking great on the skis, and we really need to see him doing better on days like this. Then two big results in ninth and 10th. Uh, Sakasa Kobanoki taking an amazing ninth place with a clear shoot, but absolutely pulverizing his previous best, which was 28th. And for me, that's the great thing about the individual races. Um, when you get these sort of longer distances, big penalties for missing, we can see some of the sort of uh, underdogs, really, the small nations and, and little known uh, athletes getting rewarded for their good shooting. And so happy for the Japanese team here, who are always pretty good in the range. But top 10s have been few and far between, so really great stuff from Kobanoki on Saturday. And behind him, with just the one miss and really capping off an amazing day for the Canadians, was Christian Gao. Both brothers inside the top 10, and uh, running almost the exact same time. If Christian had knocked down all 20, he would have beaten his brother by just six tenths of a second. So losing the family bragging rights. But what a race uh, for the family and for the team. What a day. Uh, outside the top 10, we had some ugly finishes, though. Uh, Jacqueline, as I mentioned, was flying on the skis. Uh, quickest by fair margin. Only Samuelson was within 30 seconds of him, but he was struggling on the range. Six misses to finish 35th. Samuelson also missing six, came in 40th. Uh, so speed, not everything, as we know in the individual. And uh, the two... Potential challenges for the overall Globes really proving that on Saturday. As I mentioned earlier, though, possibly the most surprising was Lukas Hoffer. Only three misses, but he was miles off the pace, all the way down in 61st. Not a great start after uh, such a strong season last year. So that was the, uh, the long races there, the big old individuals in the books, which left us with the uh, slightly more comfortable sounding uh, sprints yesterday. Again, we had the women up first, and it was 
A comeback worthy of Lazarus for Hannah Erberg after the nightmare she had in the individual, shook it off and came back in the best way possible to take a fantastic win in the sprint. Uh, after that win, she said uh, she knows she can shoot, so she wasn't too worried and really banished those demons emphatically. Amazing performance from Hannah Erberg um, and really sort of putting pay to all the talk about her sister in a way. Uh, really great atmosphere again in this one. French fans, especially in great voice. And that uh, definitely helped Anne Chevalier Boucher by the look of it. She went off early and looked great out there. On the standing shoot especially, she was right in the zone. Every shot between 2.3 and 2.5 seconds apart. Really lovely rhythm there. And setting the early pace as some of the favourites sort of stumbled. In the French team, I also like the look of Justine Brazard Boucher. She was uh, off first and looked good as the race went on. She missed one early, uh, as did Lisa Teresa Hauser. Um, but then Brazard Boucher looking, uh, looking a lot more positive for her. She struggled in the individual bit as well. For the second race, Dorothea Vera had trouble with her rifle, which was uh, not what you want to see at all. She was struggling almightily with the uh, bolts in the sprint. Again, didn't let it get the best of her. Didn't affect her getting the targets down but losing pressure seconds again with a sort of technical malfunction. Uh, behind them, yet again, Elvira Erberg was really setting the pace on the skis. Uh, Hannah was nailing it ahead of her just uh, a minute up the road. Uh, Vera was struggling with the rifle, but lit up the tracks. She was 20 seconds faster than her sister. Uh, only Reuscheland was was closer. Uh, Hannah was third overall, but Elvira had 10 seconds over the field, 20 seconds over over Hannah. Uh, she did miss two with the rifle, but if she carries on uh, with this form on the skis, a win really can't be far away uh, for the young Swede. Big names, though, were continuing to have troubles. Both Preutz and Ekhoff missed their fourth shots, and uh, both of them took over seven seconds, actually, to fire their last shot. Uh, did pay off. They both got it down, but uh, had to take to the loop. Individual winner Davidova did not have the speed at all on Sunday. She was wearing the yellow bib, but missed one and finished 15th. At this stage, though, Hannah was on the final shoot where she absolutely killed it. Only 10 seconds before her first shot. And then she came out racing Chevalier Boucher for the win, stretching a lead over the last lap. She was 8.8 .8 seconds ahead after 6.3 kilometers, stretched that to 11.3 at the finish. Really great work from Hannah in the range and on the skis. Uh, Roiselin was the last starter to make a real challenge for the win. Unfortunately for her though, she threw shot four wide in the stand. Probably would have won otherwise. Uh, she did battle all the way to the line, but couldn't quite get past Chevalier Boucher. Still though, a third much more like it for the Norwegian. Alimbakeva was hot on her heels. She shot clear and was charging for the podium on the last lap. Couldn't match Roisland, unfortunately for her, in the final stages. Great fourth place, though, and she, as I say, looks like a real challenger this season. In fifth place was the Belarusian's teammate, Hannah Sola, who, after breaking through last year, was again bringing it on the skis. She was fifth in ski speed on the day. Without that miss, she would have been right up there with Erberg. Probably wouldn't have pipped her for the win, uh, but would have, would have definitely got second place, I think. Brazar Boucher, as I say, good day for her. She led everyone out with bib number one. Had that early miss, but then uh, bounced back really well. Preutz looking strong, but then her miss landed her seventh just behind Brazar Boucher. Decent race on its own, but I was expecting a lot better than a seventh and a 23rd for Preutz this weekend. Elvira ended up eighth with her teammate Lynn Pearson. 
making it three Swedes in the top 10 in ninth place. Ida Leon, a bit of a surprise. She shot clear and will be very happy to round out the top 10. All of which means that after one weekend, we have a pretty nice race for the yellow bib. It's still with Marquette Stavidova, who is equal on points with Alimba Carver. Roiseland seven points behind. Uh, last thing I want to mention on that women's sprint race was uh, Germany's Anna Vidal, who again was impressing. Amazing shooting in the stand. Nailed them all down in 20 seconds. Uh, really nice weekend for the young German. Uh, Vanessa Voigt also having quite a good weekend. So good good prospects in the German team. Uh, a lot of good young athletes there. Final race of the day saw a bit of a scrappy start in the men's sprint. Lots of people slipping coming out of the gate early. Uh, looked like, I don't know if there was some ice or, or something just in front of the start, but we saw Leitner, Krukmeyer, Loginov all slipping uh, in the sort of first 10 starters. Anything but scrappy on the range, though. 21 men shot clear, and it did look like a nice day to be out there shooting. Early on, we had a three-way battle, which uh, a lot of people think we'll see a lot this year because it was Samuelson, Jacqueline, and Johannes Tingersbow going toe-to-toe over the 10 kilometers. Samuelson was first out, and he was looking absolutely outstanding, setting a pace over the first lap that no one could match. And then he would shoot clear, looking really focused. Uh, Jacqueline was next in. He lost six seconds to uh, Samuelson on the first lap, but then had a, a very un Jacqueline shoot in the prone, I thought. It was very slow, very meticulous, not at all what we were used to seeing from him last year. And he was rewarded. He got five out of five in the prone as well. Johannes was following him in and couldn't quite match Samuelson for pace. He was 4.8 seconds down, but shot very nicely himself. Uh, getting five out of five, and all three men just six seconds between them as they came out of the range onto the second lap. On that second lap, it was Jacqueline's turn to push the pace, and he looked just as good as he did in the individual, cutting the gap to Samuelson to only a single second as they came in to the second shoot. Not sure how much of that Samuelson was being told, uh, but if he did know that he was uh, being chased down by Jacqueline, he showed no sign of that pressure in the standing shoot. Took his time, nailed all five really nice and calmly. Uh, Jacqueline then came steaming in just a minute and a half later and was looking good to shoot clear, but missed his very last shot of the day, sending it wide and robbing us of uh, a final lap charge between the two of them. May not have mattered though, because Samuelson was absolutely flying around after shooting clear. Not Obviously not wanting to give anyone a sniff of the win. Fantastic scheme from him to give Sweden a double win only a day after everyone was scratching their heads about what went wrong. It was Samuelson taking the win, paying tribute to the fans, saying it was nice to give back to them after that bad Swedish day. Uh, And even just sitting here at home, so great to have the fans back. Very glad that they got to celebrate on Sunday. Johannes, he came in in looking a bit rusty on the skis like he did in the individual Uh, The biggest question, though, coming into this was his shooting, and he looked really good. Back to his best, even in the stand, I thought, rattling them all down in quick succession. Each shot just a little bit quicker than the last, and that's got to give him a whole heap of confidence for the rest of the season. He ended up 15.6 seconds off the ski time of Samuelson, but you have to assume that we will see that bounce back, possibly as soon as next weekend. So the early top three stood as Samuelson, Burr and Jacqueline, 
And for a long time, it looked like things would stay that way as we saw challenges come and go. Philip Norath, the German, shot clear to look as good as really we've ever seen him uh, for a good couple of years at least. He couldn't quite challenge the podium, but ended up sixth, which was a great showing from a man who was racing in the IBU Cup, of course, last year. Simon Descher backs up his strong performance in the individual, shot clear as well, and made a real go of it to Pip Jacqueline. Uh, he had two seconds to make up on the final lap, which was looking like it was sort of staying pretty steady through uh, the two checkpoints, but then made a hell of a charge for the line. Couldn't quite get there, though. Missed out by just six, six tenths of a second uh, on the line. Another Frenchman getting in on the act was Fabien Cloud. He's looking in great shape. Fourth fastest ski time on the day. Couldn't quite keep it together on the stand, just like Jacqueline had to take to the penalty loop. Really good skiing, though, ensured three Frenchmen in the top ten. At that stage, it looked like the podium might be set, but we hadn't reckoned with Vetcher, Shorstad Christiansen, almost the forgotten man of the Norwegian team at points, but he proved he's as good as ever on the range, shooting clear to really throw the cat amongst the pigeons towards uh, the sort of midpoint of the race. Quick and precise on the range, quickest sort of of the, uh, the top guys. He came into the stand 13 seconds down and came out of it just 6.2 down. At that point, it looked as though he was really consolidating third place. I didn't think he'd be challenging Johannes for second. Uh, and that really looked the way through most of the last lap. But then he produced a bit of bit of magic in the final stages. Overhauled Johannes, which I did not see coming to get a well-deserved second place. A lot of pressure in that Norwegian team, especially on someone like Christensen, who's sort of always uh, having to look over his shoulder to uh, some of the young challengers. But what a result from him, second place on the day, to really sort of secure himself against uh, some of the younger challengers like Bakken and Philip Anderson. Uh, so they were your standouts, really. Samuelson, Christensen and Burr on the podium, with Jacqueline and Dessieux in fourth and fifth. Norath and Cloud in the end could not be split, and they shared sixth place in front of the two young Norwegians. Bakken coming home in seventh, 37.6 off the lead, and Philip Anderson following just 11 seconds behind Bakken. Would have been closer, but he took a big old belly slide down the hill. I don't think anything was hurt, but potentially his pride there. Good results from both of them, though. It was Loganov rounding out the top 10. He shot clear, but looking a long way off his best on the skis. Still, though, top Russian on the day. Tough days for uh, some of the big names. Again, Lukas Hoffer, Italian 144 off the pace on the skis. And with one miss, he didn't even make it into the points, ending up 45th. Uh, we also had our first miss of the season from Ligreed. Didn't have it in the legs either. He ended up 37th. Dale also struggling, not on the skis. He was looking okay in terms of speed, but he missed three and uh, went up, ended up just ahead of uh, his mate Ligreed. He was 35th. Uh, shout out to Benny Vega. The beard looking <laughs> majestic as ever covered in ice as he crossed the line that's got to be weighing him down <laughs> he must have lost some seconds there but he had a good day he came home in 15th and all of that means that we've got joint leaders in the women and the men's uh, there's nothing separating someone Desia and Johannes they're both on top on 88 points Taibo behind them on 83 and after a great weekend I think sort of the standout performer was Sivert Bakken who sits fifth place one performance I really want to call out, and my winner of the weekend, was the young New Zealander, Campbell Wright. Uh, we did mention him last year. He had a really good finish in the IBU Cup over in Arba in Germany. 
but just 19 years old, he's now mixing it with the big boys in the World Cup and took home his first World Cup point, 40th in the sprint. Clear shoot for him. Really, really great to see. Uh, good result for the Kiwis there. And he is definitely my winner of the weekend. Loser of the weekend. And I do feel a bit mean for uh, reminding everyone of this, but it's got to be Edward Lachapov, who absolutely botched the finish in the individual on Saturday. If you missed it, he was looking great. Just one miss. He came around uh, on the final lap and just completely missed the turnoff for the finish. Realised, had to turn around, scramble back up, make the turning. I tried to time it. I think he lost the best part of 20 seconds there. He went from fourth all the way down to seventh. And I'll bet the Russian coaches were not happy at all with him after that. Um, Red faces all around there, I reckon. Before we go, let's have a quick look at the IBU Cup, which has been running over in Sweden as well, over there in Idra. Over the weekend, we had sprints and pursuits. Big winner there was Germany's Franziska Hildebrand, kind of effectively demoted down to the IBU Cup uh, for a couple of those youngsters that we talked about earlier, the likes of Vidal and uh, Voigt. But she made a great case for coming back into the German squad, holding her nerve in the sprint to beat the uh, real fast-charging Caroline Colombo, who had set the early pace with one miss. Hildebrand, though, not missing at all and taking the win there and backing it up in the pursuit as well. Uh, didn't come easy for her, though. She was leading pretty comfortably after the first 10 shots, half a minute ahead of the field, but then two misses in the third range, and she found herself in a real fight with Russia's Yevgenia Bertasova. But Hildebrand didn't mess around, blew her away on the final lap to take a great double win. In the men's races, it was Alexander Fjeld Anderson pressing his case for a place in the big leagues alongside his brother Philip. He was great in the sprint shooting clear and beating Lucas Fracture of Germany by the best part of five seconds. Unfortunately for him, though, he couldn't hang on in the pursuit, as we saw a very impressive performance in the range from the Russian Vasily Tomshin. Uh, he kept his nerve after an early challenge from Fracture, then a late challenge from Field Anderson, who had a real meltdown in the final shoot. Uh, it was good, good work, though, from the 24-year-old Russian backing up a couple of good races that he had last season as well. So I think that'll do us for today. Uh, it's amazing to be back. I was loving that race, and I hope you enjoyed it just as much. We'll be back in a couple of days uh, to, again, preview the races in Ostersund. Uh, I'll be back to preview them in a couple of days. Before then, enjoy your weeks, and I'll talk to you then. <laughs>